Hello everyone, welcome to Pokemonization, where we sit and talk about Pokemon for about an hour with two awesome guests. Uh, we will go around and do introductions. Uh, introduce yourself with your name, your pronouns if you'd like, and what the last thing you did that was Pokemon related was. My name is Gigi, my pronouns are they or she, and the last thing that I did that was Pokemon related was open a pack of Pokemon cards that I got from a box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch because my partner and I bought it, and there was a really cute uh, foil Pikachu for the 25th anniversary. All right, Shelby? Hi, um, my name is Shelby, and my pronouns are she or they. And the last thing I did that was Pokemon related was I took a photo of a clay munchlax that I made. Oh my gosh, yeah, you've been making those, huh? <laughs> no, I just made that one and then I kind of stopped. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's so, very cute. But I just took a photo of it because I was taking photos of our figurines generally. Mm-hmm. And I'm Miguel Savala. My pronouns are he, him, his. And I think the last thing I did was either open a battle styles pack or I played the Pokemon TCG online game. Mm. I'm excited that we have uh, someone to talk about the TCG because mostly so far it has been like video game focused people. So this will be this will be an exciting new uh, new episode. Okay, so first a couple of questions to kind of get us in the groove. The first one, you can interpret this however you like, is what is your favorite Pokemon? Whoever, whoever would like can go first. <laughs> I, Miguel's ready. I can go first, <laughs> and, I, and I just have a picture of this beautiful Pokemon in front of me <laughs> to remind me how gorgeous they are, and it's Oranguru. And mine, like, um, the reason I like Oranguru so much uh, comes from the Pokemon TCG Online game. Because the card for Oranguru is so beautiful. It's a shiny Oranguru. The whole card is gold. And the ability that it has is so useful in the game that it's one of those, uh, just a staple that you always mm -hmm. need to have. Beautiful. How many Orangurus do you have in your deck? I only carry one. And one special one. And this is one of the few <laughs> cards that, uh, one of the rarest cards I think I have from most recent uh, packs that have come out. Mm -hmm. So I have it online and in physical form. Nice. And it's next to my bedside table. Oh man, <laughs> very special. Very special Pokemon. <laughs> um, my favorite Pokemon is Gloom. Um, maybe my second favorite is Mr. Mime. I just like the gloom is like drooling and I like its little feet and its little mushroom hat. <laughs> nice. We recently watched the, uh, I've been watching through Indigo League with Alex and because he hasn't seen all the episodes and we just saw the Mr. Mime episode. It was pretty cute. Nice. I also like Ash's mom's Mr. Mime, Mimey. Yeah, Very Mimey. Cute. Yeah. Just a serpent. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know the Mr. Mime in the Detective Pikachu movie is hilarious. That's probably the best scene in the movie. Great. Yeah, I, I'm honestly impressed that they managed to make it, like, not extremely creepy. You yes. know? <laughs> that like, was one of the great victories of the Detective Pikachu movie. Yeah. Making Pokemon not extremely Making realistic creepy. Pokemon that didn't look really, like, weird and gross. <laughs> Unlike in the Sonic movie. Yeah. Which is not a Pokemon, yeah. but it's the same vibe. <laughs> same vibe, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so second question. Imagine that you woke up one day and you were magically transported into the world, the universe of Pokemon. What would be something that would be really exciting for you about living in that world? Well, um... I think this is based on watching the Detective Pikachu movie with you and your partner, Wellix, Gigi. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm pretty sure I would just be freaked out, like about how I'd be like, "Look how cute it is! It's walking. <laughs> Look at that little <laughs> guy walking." Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure Alex and I were doing that when we watched the movie. And yeah, it was very exciting. Like it was like, "Oh my god, they're just walking along, doing their business." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that that I can answer from experience. Mm-hmm. Speaking of walking along and doing your business, there might be some sound in the background. My cat has decided now is a great time to like run around with a spring very aggressively so just a little pokemon yeah (laughs) yeah pretty much um miguel i think for me i would really want to become a pokemon trainer um or pokemon collector you know i like collecting things just naturally (laughs) so you know the cutest or my favorite type of pokemon i would love to have I would probably descend into madness trying to collect all of them, though. Oh my god. Yeah, I feel like in if if that was like real life, it would be very impossible to collect them all. <laughs> you know. Um, you mean like catching them all? Yeah. Yeah. Them. Yeah. That would be stressful. Yeah. But not um, all of them, but all of my favorite ones, which would still be a significant amount, <laughs> and they'd be a lot of rare ones. Yeah, and which, like they'd presumably be all over the world. Exactly, which is like and a, a lot huge... harder. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you know, in the game, you're kind of railroad into getting a a legendary. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'd imagine in real life, it'd be yeah. a lot harder. I also feel like there's like an ethical question that comes up there. Um, I, I think the the game that kind of brought it up the most for me was Pokemon Sun and Moon. I don't know if you played that one, Miguel. I um, never did. Okay. But there's the uh, tapus, which are like the island deity guardians for each island. Um, so they, you know, they have like yeah. a place that they live and they like <laughs> help people out on that island and stuff. And they're like the ancient guardians of that island specifically. And at the end of the game, you go and catch them. And that's the time when I felt the most like, this feels wrong. <laughs> like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be catching them, right? Like they, you know. Yeah. You're tearing them from there. This is this is weird. Because <laughs> usually them? there's some like, I mean, yeah, because I want to complete the Pokedex and it's just a game. But it felt like you know usually there's some reason that you need to catch it because it's terrorizing people or it like wants to help you or something. But this it was just like it wants to challenge you, and then you catch it, and then you're like, well, I guess this island doesn't have its guardian deity anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the most wrong it's felt to me for sure. Um, Do you think that they intended to pose that ethical question to kids playing the video game? <laughs> I mean, probably, because like I said, I think that has always been kind of at the back of at the back of your mind whenever there's like a legendary or mythical Pokemon that's like important to someone somewhere. Um, but I think this was the most egregious. Like, I can't really think of a good reason why I would do this. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they were aware of it, and I I think they tried to maybe make it seem like it wants to be caught by you, but it still felt weird. Uh, I didn't like it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay. Now I want you both to take yourself back to 1999 or the early 2000s or whenever it was for you and try to remember how and when you were first exposed to Pokemon. I remember this and... I think it was a Burger King promotion, and you know my family's a, a big Burger King uh, consumer. Mm-hmm. So it was around the time where I think Pokemon the movie was coming out, and they had those gold little tablets that had oh, Pokemon yeah. imprinted on them, and it came with a Pokeball. Mm-hmm. That that was really the first time that you know it felt like as a kid, Pokemon was everywhere. And I don't know, it was just amazing. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I always want, I only had, I think I only had one. And you know, I think it was Mewtwo or something, and I was so proud of it. But I didn't, I had no idea anything about Mewtwo, or mm-hmm. I just thought they looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Like as a kid, it just clicked with you immediately. <laughs> You're like, I like this. <laughs> Um, I can't really remember. I'm so as you know, I'm from Hawaii, which is proximate to Japan. 
<laughs> and I don't know if this is because it's proximate to Japan or not, but I mean, I feel like it was just always there. Um, mm. Some of my early memories are watching the, the TV show in my grandma's basement. Um, I collected like all the cards. No one played the card game, but we all we all had the cards. I had them in Japanese also. <laughs> oh yeah, which was doubly pointless, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So I, it was just, it's just always been around. I. I did not have one of those coming to God moments that Miguel had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a, a big through line in a lot of these discussions I've had is that as kids, everyone, you know, most everyone collected the cards to some capacity, but almost nobody actually played the game or knew how to play <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I wonder if, because I know before Pokemon officially came over, um, there was, you know, obviously people importing stuff, and I wonder if Hawaii maybe got more of that of that pre-import stuff, so it was like around a little bit longer. Is 1999 um, the year it officially came over? I, um, I think 1998 was when the games were released in the US, Whoa. and I think 1999 was kind of the real big year <laughs> um, that it blew up, if I, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a long time ago. It's hard to remember <laughs> for many of us. <laughs> Um, okay. So, uh, kind of going off of that, do you have any other early formative memories of Pokemon, either of you? Um, I do. stuck with you? Um, well, one of them was, you know, I had gotten a Game Boy when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and, you know, the luckiest thing happened to me where my sister found a bunch of cartridges. And, you know, it included Powerpuff Girls, um, I think a Mario Tennis game, and then it had mm-hmm. Pokemon Blue. Nice. And that's really where and my love for Pokemon started. And I was just so hooked. It was so fun. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. I did the <laughs> game with just Charizard. It was amazing. Classic. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know this is slightly a tangent, but I have to ask what Powerpuff Girls game was it? I actually don't remember. Okay. Did you did you ever play it? Because when I my my older brother and I are similar in age, but my younger brother's a lot younger. And so when we got when we were able to get like a Game Boy Advance, we could each pick one game. And my older brother and I obviously picked the picked Pokemon Ruby Sapphire. But my younger brother picked Powerpuff Girls because oh he really liked the show. And that <laughs> game, there's a vi- there's a great video about it online. That game is so hard, not because it's like it's like hard in a fun way but because it's so poorly designed and like the controls are horrible yeah and i have so many visceral memories yeah (laughs) visceral memories of playing that game because it's so weird and frustrating i'll send you the video later it's 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 a trip it's a it's a weird game um so i got i I, like gasped when you said powerful girls (laughs) (laughs) that's why it was out that's why your sister found it exactly i do remember cheating using cheat codes to yeah, that game, game. That yeah. game used on the on the like Game Boy Color too. That game used like uh, used a lot of codes and passwords, which was weird at that point. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, Pokemon Blue, a classic place to start. <laughs> I um, yeah, I also had some of the old ones. I think my first game was uh, maybe Gold. I think I don't remember. Mm. <laughs> but um, another Pokemon like early memory I had was I used to like play this game with my dad where it was like let's name things and like whoever can like can't name another thing loses right mm-hmm. so one time we, I was like let's play with Pokemon as a category because like as a youngster I was like this will be fun and, and challenging yeah. for both of us and we started and my dad named like two yeah. and could not go on and I was like what how can you not name any more Pokemon and I don't know, I feel like only, like, very much later did I realize, like, how ridiculous of a proposition. Well, actually, I, when they started coming out with all these crazy other Pokemon beyond Gens 1 and 2 and maybe yeah. 3, I was like, okay, now I understand why that <laughs> I was, like, only na- able to name Pikachu and Bulbasaur. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I, I've been reading a lot of stuff from, like, the like late 90s, early 2000s about Pokemon, and there's so much, like... Why do kids suddenly know all of these weird creature names the way that they like should be learning animals? And yeah, it was just so normal to 
just know all of the names. Yeah. Um, it also reminds me, I, I played a game with my younger brother, again, who's not that into Pokemon. I do hope to have him on the show eventually, though. <laughs> um, um, where I, I the, the whole challenge was him was for him to name 20 Pokemon. Oh! <gasps> And he really struggled through it. Wow. Oh my god, this generation. This is yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, he has some people his age who are like a lot more into Pokemon, but he's just never been into it or into video games that much in general. Um, but yeah, he, he was really struggling. But one of the first ones he named was Lucario, which I thought was interesting. That is interesting. It's like, that, that, that's very generational. <laughs> I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna over offer, but I feel like I could just name the first 150 like it w- i would need like a chart so i knew which ones i'm filling in but i think i could do it you know like i think you i can, have actually memorized them you can do that online there's like that oh, okay. that website that'll do like uh of all sorts of things like timed they're timed is the oh, issue God. but like timed tests of like just you know name all of these things from memory um and yeah i feel like I, I think i did it a couple of years ago and i think i missed a few but i I feel more confident that I could do it now. Maybe well, I should. Well, I, I was thinking like if I had the silhouettes of all of them. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean yes. <laughs> I think I could yeah. identify all of them. I'm gonna have to yes. try this on Shelby Winchester. Yeah, it's really fun we'll follow, to like try. We'll give you an update for your next podcast, JG, about whether I succeeded nice. or not. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think I think part of what's fun is seeing what are the ones that you forget. <laughs> you know, forgettable Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Where did uh, both of you have like friends or family members that were into Pokemon or, you know, what did what did your parents or family think about think about it? I remember I tried to get my brother to play Pokemon. And one of the things that Professor Oak had asked you to do was to get something from the Pokemon store. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I remember my brother being like, I don't even like going to the store for my mom. Why would I want to? do this in a video game <laughs> and you know what I thought fair you know fair <laughs> and he That's never really played funny. Pokemon and he didn't <laughs> he didn't play Pokemon <laughs> oh my gosh I mean you gotta know your boundaries I guess exactly but um I had a friend Andy growing up who was obsessed with Pokemon you know in middle school high school um even now but would be up would buy every single game and he would always teach me all these secrets and help me finish the games. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I remember the walkthroughs, like the um, the HTML walkthroughs online. Oh, really? I don't know if they were in HTML, but it was just like, like there were these gigantic text documents that were like, it's just text. But like, wow. it was like, they, they would have like cute little graphics made of text. And it was like yeah. the whole game, very detailed. So I didn't need to have a friend. <laughs> I just... Did- <laughs> Did you like? Did, how did you? How did you find those? I don't know. I'm so curious. Just being connected, Gigi. <laughs> well, because I'm like, for me, I'm like at that age. I don't think I had the concept that I could go on the internet and like search for Pokemon stuff or search for things like that. I just don't think that even occurred to me. So maybe, I'm maybe like, I was older at this point. <laughs> I was yeah, just, that, I was just inspired to say that based on Miguel having a friend that assisted. <laughs> <laughs> I also have the Pokemon Blue walkthrough guide. Ah, yeah. And I still have a copy of that. <laughs> That's going to be worth some money. I'm just kidding, it probably won't be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think those are pretty pretty common. But um, yeah, I, I was not aware that there were things like walkthroughs and stuff. So that just didn't even occur to me, which would have helped a lot because the first game I played was Pokemon Crystal, but I was like, you know, really young and I don't think I had the capacity to remember what was going on in that game, so... Because I would pick it up a month later, and I'd be like, I don't know what's happening, I don't know Especially what I'm supposed to like do. Especially if you're, like, in one of those caves or something. Yeah, like, and, and so I ended up trading it to a friend, because I was like, I'm never... I can't I can't do this, this is too complicated. Oh <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I went back and played it, and that's now one of my, one of my favorite games. Um, but, you know. So, did, did either of you have, like, I don't know. How, how engaged were your parents with this thing that all of a sudden everyone was into? Or were they opposed to it? Or were they interested? I mean, I'm pretty sure my dad called them Pokemans. So, Classic. So I, I don't think they were very engaged at all. I think they were, like, aware of this. And 
and probably it's the same way that we relate to like old dolls or like other kiddo things mm-hmm. now. <laughs> you know, for me, my parents were not really engaged in my video game consumption or little kid interests. My mm-hmm. mom called my PlayStation a Nintendo, but classic. <laughs> you know, with the Game Boy, she never had a clue what I was playing, and I, I never really talked to them about it. Maybe your siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, my siblings only my, only my brother, and then my sister always had this joke of, "What do these video game? What do they do for a job?" Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so she would make jokes about that with Pokemon and especially yeah. Ash. Like, what's he doing with his life? He's eleven. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Also, you get money every time you beat someone, so I don't know what she's talking about. Sure, that, <laughs> just like in the law. That, that's, just, a, that's a career right there. Just kidding. Yeah. Just like in the law. That's for me. True, true. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, yeah, they're, they're both lawyers, by the way. I don't know if that's important to the podcast, but um, <laughs> we've got two lawyers on the line right now. <laughs> um so what what do you think what do you think appealed to you about Pokemon when you were young? I thought the show was like the the best art style. I was like, this is this mm. is a good show. This is like like the humans have like good proportions and the, the creatures mm-hmm. are cute and it's like semi realistic. <laughs> like this is my this is the way I looked at this show. It was like mm-hmm. it was a good show right up with right up there with Arthur. <laughs> Um, oh nice i was like this is this is a solid little show and i think i think the show was probably the most consistent presence in my life Mm because i watched it like all the time after school oh wow yeah for me i never watched the show actually um so i was so i was in middle school so i you know engaged in pokemon and, and stuff much younger than that but only with the video games and you know talking to kids about it Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, looking up stuff online about Pokemon, but my strongest memories are just with the game, and just how fun it was to, what's it called, um, collect. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how to say this, but just yeah, like. Um, fight against other Pokemon uh, trainers. I think it's the game that really woke up my love for JRPGs. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I played a lot of them growing up, but didn't really know the extent of how much I enjoyed them. And and Pokemon really, you know, showed me that. Yeah. Yeah, I think before Pokemon, there was... JRPGs were not a thing that were seen as uh, marketable at all <laughs> in the U.S. Um, so Pokemon opened up a lot of doors in that way. Uh, there's a great video, I don't know if you've seen it, um, from Polygon, I think it's from last year, that was, it's it's called What If Digimon Had Won, which oh. is kind of like a, you know, silly title. But really what it is, is it's, it's kind of a, a deep dive into all of the ways that the world would be different if Pokemon had not, specifically, had not become popular um become as popular as it was and it really hits it hits the nail on the head of all of the things that would have you know not been as popular or been as popular and stuff i I really recommend it um it's a great it's a great video sort of a digimon fan i was a big yeah i i like digimon the show a lot i and i preferred Mm -hmm. digimon as a kid over Mm -hmm. pokemon but now as an adult, I think it was just my relationship to the show and how I was able to see Digimon earlier than I saw Pokemon. Yeah. But I never played any Digimon games or never got into the card game. We had we actually had a handful of Digimon cards as well as they had these like um like aluminum cards um i don't really know what they were for but we have for some reason we have a bunch of those <laughs> um, I, I remember you know we would watch it probably just as much as we watched pokemon because it was just whatever was on kids wb on saturday yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> um, uh so yeah i think they were thought of as very equivalent for for many of us at that age 
so so then what what do you what do you all think about you know what's your what's your thoughts about why pokemon has outlasted so many things and not just outlasted them but really thrived um, for most of its uh life's lifetime so far now that we're at 25 years <laughs> well obviously cuteness mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my ass <laughs> I think just the connection you're able to make with a Pokemon and there's such a variety of Pokemon both in how they fight, how they look, how they interact in the game that I think makes for a special relationship with you and a a character in a game. Mm -hmm. In the same way that, you know, games for, for me at least, like Final Fantasy, where a lot of the characters are, you know, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can like form bonds with them so I think that's why Pokemon is super popular and that's why I think even the addition of an absurd amount of Pokemon <laughs> and absurd to us but I think it adds to that uh, like that ability to be able to I don't know I lost my train of thought <laughs> <laughs> to be connected. To be like, connected. To like yeah. feel invested in this yeah. world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, and you just have so much variety with so many Pokemon now, too. Mm-hmm. You know, now I, I, you know, like my favorite Pokemon now isn't one of the Pokemon that I liked as a kid. And if the game wouldn't have grown in Pokemon diversity, then. You'd never have met Oranguru. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I would have never met Oranguru. <laughs> I would have mm-hmm. met Gloom and Mr. Mime. I only need the first one. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, Miguel specifically? What do you think about how the the card game in particular has you know developed and been such a staple in card games in general for so long? I think it's just really easy to pick up. Um, I think. It's closest to maybe magic, I would want to say, and okay. the, the way it's played. So I think it probably got influenced a lot by magic, the gathering. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the game has evolved a lot. I think it went from being a simple, you know, what, what Pokemon card is the stronger one against the other stronger Pokemon like, I think mm-hmm. back in the day, Hitmonlee was the strongest Pokemon, and Electrobuzz. Mm. And, like, the first Pokemon trading card game, those two were the strongest. Wow. But now, it's there's such an array of cards and the strategy of making, you know, a Pokemon that would normally be weak in the video games, with so many synergies, becomes incredibly strong. Yeah. I was going to say, I, don't, I never thought of Hitmonlee as particularly notable. <laughs> <laughs> so. But, uh, yeah, but, yeah, back in the day, it was only strong because its attack was strong, and I believe its HP was really high. Yeah. So all you needed were those two Pokemon. Wow. But now, you know, um, there's so many decks you can make. And I think, like, I was just playing a game as a Maractus deck. Mm-hmm. And it's this, you know, just a regular cactus-looking Pokemon. <laughs> I don't think it's particularly popular. No. But it has one of the strongest decks in the TCG online right now. Wow. And it's very trolly. So mm. it's fun in that sense where <laughs> it's really annoying to play against but really fun to play as. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let it be known that Miguel has been, um, I don't know, playing the TCG online card game for this entire podcast. <laughs> just wow. like, on, like as a... Just to get like, in the mood. But also yeah. just like very like skillfully just on autopilot. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, and it looks like the person he played against had an Eternatus... Was it, was it like an Eternatus deck? Oh, yeah, they had an Eternatus deck. Miraculous versus Eternatus. And wow. Eternatus decks are top top three, probably. Um, Poor little Miraculous. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I got completely destroyed. 
<laughs> I mean, imagine that, like, like that actually in the Pokemon world, like a little just like waddling up to the internet. I'm just imagining that scene at the end of Sword and Shield with just instead of Zacian and Zamazenta, just a little Maractus. Yeah, Maractus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Maractus is, I think, often cited as one of the most forgettable Pokemon. So that's <gasps> nice that it gets a little bit of a spotlight. <laughs> in the TCG. TCG. Yeah. Yeah. Is the TCG online a lot different from the, like, IRL TCG? No, it's it's the same. Um, okay. <laughs> I think it's a lot more accessible for people because, you know, you don't have to really know the rules. The game just implements things for you. Ah, uh, yeah. Or instructs you on, on what to do next. Mm-hmm. Um, so it teaches you the game, but it's also just a, a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So kind of kind of related to that, um, in what ways is Pokemon a part of your life today? How do you engage with Pokemon, and what does it mean to you? Um, okay, well, the last Pokemon game I played was Sword and Shield, which came out at the start of the pandemic, something like that. Right before. Right before. Like, yeah, I think it was the previous before. winter, yeah. Okay, so that's the last game I played, and I just kind of stopped playing <laughs> Um, after I beat the game, and other ways that I currently engage are have a munch slack plushie, <laughs> um, and also, uh, much like you, well, I like to go to, like, I like, I like going to Japanese grocery stores, specifically Nijia, and they always have, like, foods that are, like, Pokemon-themed, like, Pikachu soup topping, or, or like, Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, or just, like, candy that probably isn't very good, but has Pokemon on the box. So, <laughs> honestly, I feel like I, I'm i not really actively engaged with Pokemon other than appreciating how cute their products and Pokemon are. Yeah, I mean, the, the aesthetics are really a big part of Yeah, um, like a big part of it. If so. they were all ugly, like, I would never have ever... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. But, like, low-key, though, right? Like, if they all looked like Yu-Gi-Oh! Monsters, it would just be yeah. a very different experience. I know. I, th- I think that's kind of an underrated uh, underrated aspect of it sometimes. Yeah, like... Yeah. A big... You couldn't just walk around your... You know, like, just have a man-eating bug, like, just, like, in your house as your companion. <laughs> Whereas you could have a skinny... Anyway, or if if you know if there's a man-eating bug Pokemon, it's it's got some level of cuteness. Yeah, exactly. You know, Um, yeah. So mainly just consuming the the visuals (laughs) and incorporating them into my consumer life. Nice. I'm definitely I mean, a lot one of those people in the game that is not like in the you know the NPCs that are just like I'm a townsperson. Yeah, <laughs> I love my skinny plushie. Yeah, I yeah. mean that would be most of us realistically. So yeah, whereas Miguel is like <laughs> would definitely be like a traitor, their Bible. Yeah, <laughs> and for me, you know, the last game I played was Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. I thought it was mm-hmm. really fun. Um, he played that after Sword and Shield. Yeah, after Sword and Sword and Shield, and at first I thought I wasn't gonna like it, but you know it's actually really fun. I um, had the same experience. I because um, I was still working in the library at at the time, and we got Switch games for the first time, and I saw Let's Go Eevee come in, and I was like, you know what, <laughs> I need to check this out. <laughs> um, and I played it, and I also thought that I wouldn't really enjoy it, because I didn't. I never played the um, original Red and Blue or Yellow games as a kid, so I don't have a lot of nostalgia for them or anything. But it was really fun. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Um, so I keep I keep thinking that I should get Alex uh, Let's Go Pikachu, because as we know, he's like a huge Pikachu fan. But it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. <laughs> did you guys, um, what did you like about it? Because I tried to play it, but I was kind of just... I'm very attached to, like, the original, like, style of training, and I didn't mm. like, like, the fact that you had to, like, you could only level up your Pokemon. I don't know, I just felt, I thought it was slower. <laughs> I, I like the leveling up by just catching Pokemon, because it added that element of, you know, I'm finally catching a bunch of Pokemon, and that's fun, and it took away from what was awful in Pokemon Blue for me. 
where you you fight so many Pokemon in caves or around. And you know, I don't want to just be beating up on little Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> I either want to run away or just catch them. And it was great that the game offered that. Yeah, I thought I thought it was nice to have something that was like really simple, straightforward, easy. Like at no point during that game are you gonna get you know um, like frustrated. Generally, uh, there's just like a lot of little homages. I don't know. I thought I thought it was uh, cute and friendly, and I got to dress up a little Eevee, and it gave me presents. Like yeah, I definitely like the dressing up the Pokemon. Aspect. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, as as someone who who has only played, I played through the um, 3DS version of Pokemon Yellow with Alex, and I played as a kid. I tried to play Pokemon Fire Red and found it very boring oh, and stopped. Fire and Red I, was the bomb, dude. Really? I thought it was. I thought it was like, interesting. <laughs> I because I I played Ruby to death over and over and over again, and then Fire Red was the next one to come out, so I got that. And I remember I didn't like the aesthetic. It looked really washed out compared to Mm. um, Ruby and Sapphire to me. And it just, again, I had no nostalgia for Gen 1. So I, you know, I was like, this seems really, you know, samey and kind of boring. Uh, I think a lot of it was about the aesthetics for me, honestly. Mm -hmm. I was like, these are all old Pokemon, you know. Yeah. so I, mean, I, I kind of dropped you, off. Why, you didn't have an attachment because you weren't like into the show, or I mean, I I I think I was really interested in when they were coming out with new stuff. You know, uh, like Ruby Ruby at the time, like it's like all new Pokemon and it's like a kind of totally new world. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I mean, I liked I liked the show and a lot of the original Pokemon, but I don't know. I guess I just wasn't attached to it in that way. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, the one thing that I remember really specifically was that for some reason in that game, when a girl character talks, it's in pink, and when a boy character talks, it's in blue. <laughs> and I was like, what's the point of this? <laughs> I thought that was really weird, even as a kid. That's, um, you know, just because. <laughs> yeah, like I was like, I mean, I guess you could do that, but I don't really see the point. <laughs> um, um yeah, but but you know, in my in my experience at least, Let's Go Eevee was by far the most fun I've had playing uh, through Kanto. Um, but you know, to each their own, <laughs> I suppose. Gigi, what, do you all? Oh, I yeah. wanted to ask what your thoughts were on you know in Pokemon Let's Go, where you can get you know you can attach yourself to Snorlax, <laughs> you can get on. Uh, Machamp's, like, uh, what's it called? Back. Like, he carries you. Like, <laughs> yeah. you get on his shoulders. Um, so, Pokemon following you, I think, is great. I think that game does it really, really well. Um, and especially, I think, I think that after the Sword and Shield DLC. Mm. Because they've, I don't know how, but they, I think they really whiffed it in terms of the Pokemon following you because all of the Pokemon are too slow for some reason. And then they just, instead of, because in Let's Go, what happens is when they lag behind is they have a running animation as well, basically. And so they catch up to you. But in Sword and Shield, for some reason, they do that weird pop out, pop out, pop in thing. Yeah. So 90% of the time, you can't see them behind you. And if you do, it's just them constantly popping in and out of existence. That's true. Um, I, I, just, I just don't know how they did it so well in Let's Go and so badly in Sword and Shield. Because well, I really think it's really good in Let's Go. Sword and Shield's like, I feel like the main thing I, I watched I'm biased because I watched a video where someone was tearing apart Sword and Shield but it, it did like unfortunately open my eyes and I was like oh damn like really just the Dynamax battles were were like just they, they were like really well done and then they were just like let's get this game out <laughs> <laughs> like big I Pokemon mean, is the concept here <laughs> yeah I, I I know a lot of people really like Sword and Shield but it's not my it's not among my favorite games um i thought it was fine but it's it's really not among my favorite games what's y'all's favorite games that you've played pinball i'm just kidding 
Oh my gosh. Pokemon, did you have the Ruby Sapphire Pokemon Pinball or the original one? I don't know, man. I feel like I played it, but I, I don't remember owning it, so I don't know what I have the about. I have the original one still. Whoa. Um, yeah. It's okay. I didn't play it that much, but <laughs> it's cute. <laughs> so for me, my favorite game to play, I think we all know what it is. It has to be the Pokemon TCG Online. <laughs> uh, I just think it, it's so fun. It requires a lot of fun thinking. And yeah, it's just a blast. Yeah. Do you have a favorite, like, quote unquote main series game that you've played? I think for me, I think it's Let's Go uh, mm. Pikachu right now. Just because yeah, of the nostalgia and, and what it offered for me. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good simple game. Um, I'm really excited, honestly, for Alex to eventually play it as a big Pikachu fan. <laughs> Alex is de- Alex. Alex is definitely um, <laughs> one of those like in the game, one of those characters who's like Pikachu super fan, and then the house yeah. is like, full of plushies, and he has a costume on. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I mean, we have a shelf full of Pikachu's uh, in our bedroom. So, <laughs> like, you go in, and there's just like a line of little Pikachu's on the floor, and they're all the plushies. And yeah. your character's like, what? It's just a doll. <laughs> yeah. I always think of, uh, as a kid, there was a family friend who um, was probably the people that we engaged socially with Pokemon the most. Um, and they had a bunch of cards. And the youngest one, who I think was a few, maybe three or four years younger than me, um, had a, bi- a yellow binder that only had Pikachu oh cards Oh, my God. <laughs> what about, like, Raichus or, like, Pikachu variants? Like I, Pikachu? I don't remember for sure, but I think it was only Pikachu. Yes, Pikachu. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was very hardcore. I mean, I, I really love that. I love knowing yourself at a young age. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just going to collect Pikachus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um... Do you, do you all have thoughts about the new games that are going to be coming out this winter and next spring, I guess? I really want to play the Arceus one. Um, yeah. It looks really cool. I heard the Pokemon are going to be following you in that one, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, it looks really fun. Is that the mm-hmm. one where it's like an old J- Japanese like village or is like yeah? Oh, okay, what's the other one? The other ones? It's the Diamond and Pearl direct remakes, basically. Oh, I also want to play that one because I never played it uh, when it came out. Mm. So it would be fun to go back and and really try to engage with it. Mm-hmm. I still yeah, haven't. I ha- oh, go on. No, go ahead. I still haven't played the. What is it? The you know, like Sword and Shield, how you could buy the extension pack or whatever. Oh yeah. I still haven't done that, so I'm too stressed. Oh, you to should. Play games. I know. <laughs> I really should. I personally, if you only play one of the two areas, I recommend the count the Crown Tundra. Uh-huh. I think it's more fun, um, okay. <laughs> personally, as a as a DLC. So if if you only want to dedicate yourself to one, do that one. I think. <laughs> Good to know. Um, yeah, I, I have a copy of Platinum that I bought a few years ago because I was like, I should play one in each in each uh, generation, basically. But I still haven't finished it, so my goal is to finish it before the Diamond Pearl ones come out. I don't know if I'll be interested in those, because I also didn't play those as a kid, and I think, I think it's a younger group that maybe their gaming life started around the DS era, mm-hmm. who care a lot about those games. Um, so, and they, I mean, a lot of them seem to be happy, so good for them. <laughs> but I'm also a lot more interested in the Arceus, uh, in the Arceus one. I, I think it has a lot of promise. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. Any other questions I want to ask? Um, I mean, is, the, is there anything that you would like to see from Pokemon in the future? Just broadly asking oh i want okay so i don't feel strongly about this but now that you're asking mm-hmm. i want something like like what was that one the mystery dungeon where, where you were a pokemon mm-hmm. i think i want that but like 
cuter and more. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I think it would be. I didn't actually play that game. I but I heard it wasn't that good. I'm not sure what I'm talking about. But I, I would like something more like things focused on the Pokemon themselves, just chilling and like mm-hmm. maybe like Animal Crossing, but as Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be adorable. I don't think yeah. this is something that many people want, so it probably will never happen. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a lot of people who would who would want that. Like people always talking about talk about having a Pokemon MMO, but honestly, what's I'd be more M- interested. What's an MMO? Uh, sorry, a multi massive multiplayer online game. So mm. like um, Gaia Online. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some like relatable examples, um, or like World of Warcraft or whatever. Um, but I, I would be more intrigued by a Pokemon MMO where you are a Pokemon. Yes. Rather I than think like that would be more fun. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. that would be so fun. Yeah. Fortnite, um, w- but you are a Pokemon. Yeah. Also For- <laughs> a battle royale mode with Pokemon. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, is it, there's Pokemon Rumble. I don't know that much about that game, but I feel like that's kind of like a free for all game. I don't know. I might be completely making that up. <laughs> For me, yeah, I would like a Pokemon MMO where you're the Pokemon. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it could be like a relaxing game where you're just roaming yes. around as a Pokemon. Yes. And maybe, like, you could collect some food. And- I think one thing that uh, when we were kids, adults maybe didn't understand, and maybe they're still not quite an understanding of it, is that a lot of us didn't so much identify with the Pokemon trainers, but with the Pokemon. Oh, Yeah. No, you know? like, at school we played, like, this game where we were we would play Pokemon, but it would be, like, us acting like Pokemon. Yeah. And I had a friend who could, like, say the Pichu voice, like, really well. And mm. it was just, like, you know, just a good time. <laughs> as, a, as a kid, for a period of time, I thought I could, I thought I had a really good Pikachu voice, but I don't think I did. I think I just thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> Much better at Stitch. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good at Stitch. Stitch is basically um, a Pokemon, I'm just kidding. I mean, there could, you know, I'm sure there's some fan art out there of Stitch yeah. as a Pokemon. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely identifying with the Pokemon more so. <laughs> you didn't identify with 11-year-old Ash out on his journey. I mean, honestly, I identify more with Ash now than I think I did as a kid, you know? Oh my god. Just a <laughs> I young like, man. I like Ash. Any any last last thoughts or ideas that you want to share? Hmm. I'm trying to think. I would want, you know, an a remake or some not remake, but some nostalgia thing with the early Pokémon stuff. And I know they redid the the Pokemon like Mewtwo story, right? Mm-hmm. So I would be interested in I don't know, in, in something like that. Mm-hmm. But like the point of view of the other trainers, you know? That experience the the Mewtwo saga, I guess. Oh, oh. like the other people on the island. Wow, yeah. Up. Or or a <laughs> or a villain game. Like let me play the whole game. As the, as the villain uh, of the story, yeah. We I talked about this on another episode, actually, with some people about the idea of... Um, I, I think uh, Ayula, one of my guests, <laughs> said that, uh, you know, in the first games, they ask you to join Team Rocket, but they don't let you, even if you say yes. Damn. She was like, I always wanted to, <laughs> wanted to join. So... Um, a, a game where you play as Team Rocket would be really fun. I mean, when when my I had a really close friend named uh, Angela uh, in fourth grade, who I have lost track of. If you're out there, hit me up. And we would play when we would you know pretend to play Pokemon uh, during recess and stuff. We would play as Team Rocket. Like we oh had a whole God. like Team Rocket notebook where we would like plan to steal like people's pokemon and stuff oh my god um so did you yeah. have anyone who was meow no we did not oh. I, I don't think we really thought about meowth as important which is unfortunate damn <laughs> um, but we well because well, the other thing is we weren't really playing we weren't playing like as jesse and james we were just like 
Team Rocket members. Oh, you know? I see, I see. Yeah, so, so it was it was more we're we're our original character, Team Rocket. Yeah, OC Team Rocket <laughs> members. Um, yeah, and we would like design our own Pokemon and stuff like that. Did you, either of you ever do that? Yes, uh, I always used to make my own Pokemon and their evolutions. I would Aww. have sometimes I would not add an evolution because I thought that was important for the game. Yeah. <laughs> to have games do you... with, to have Pokemon with no evolution. Um, do you remember any of your ideas or still have any of that? Yeah, you know, uh, Shelby and I went back home to visit my family, mm-hmm. and I showed her a book where I had a little. Like a, what's it called? Uh, my drawings, mm-hmm. and one of them, I remember I had a ghost Pokemon, and I wish I had a picture of it. But it had like halos in, in its arms, and it had really long arms. Oh my god, that was a Pokemon! <laughs> yeah, and it was like a legendary Pokemon um, at the time. Nice. Yeah, I think I lost uh, the drawings that we made. Okay, any any last minute thoughts before we wrap up? No. Let's see you have any last minute questions. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. No, I think we I think we had a had some interesting discussions. Thank you both for being on here with me. And I will have another episode for all of you many listeners that I'm sure are out there um, soon with two new awesome guests. So thank you, Shelby and Miguel. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Pokemonization is produced by Gigi Wongelsrud with editing help from Michaela Manzano. Right now you're hearing Magikarp Jump Theme 8-Bit Remix by Triss. You can find her everywhere at Tristunes. That's Triss with two S's. Have a great rest of your day and see you next time.